Well, it's part of the situation we found ourselves as a nation. Where kidnapping, banditry, insecurity, lack of infrastructural development, and so many things are ongoing. It's been there. I grew up in Lagos. And I grew up with um, what we know as the PHCN, uh, sorry, NEPA, National Electric Power Authority. And I remember we used to wish that it gets better. And then when they provide electricity, we'll shout, up. Okay, and then thankfully, some years ago, it metamorphosed into PHCN, uh, power holding, and I was excited that, okay, when God wants to change a person's destiny, most of the time, he changes the name, like Abraham to Abraham. So now that we have power holding company of Nigeria, I was excited, though I was concerned about the holding in the name, <laughs> you know, and then I, I can't really say things are better, and, you know, I grew up with bad roads, uh, I grew up in a barrack setting in Lagos, and now that I am 44, I realize that the same very thing that I was yearning for, crying for, are still the same things we are still looking for. In fact, some of those things are kind of worse off, and it's been a concern for me for years, especially as a pastor, leading people. We, we come to church, yeah, uh, we prepare people for eternity with God, but before eternity, they have to spend their lives here. 70 years, 50 years, uh, 80 years. And the question is, what has Jesus uh, brought to them to maximize their life here before eternity shows up? Especially where we have a ministry that believes in longevity. Now, that has been a concern for pastor. Every time I drive through Lagos, I travel to southeast, southwest, I see a lot of decay, I see a lot of concerns, and I've been bothered, I've been praying. Many times in our church, and as in many churches, we fast, we pray for national transformation. And uh, I believe that the yearnings in us is what is crying out now, especially through the younger generation of this great country. We are praying that the devil will not hijack this process. In the name of Jesus Christ. We're praying that the Holy Spirit would flow with this process. And uh, there will be the birthing of a new nation. A new Nigeria. A, a transformed nation. In the name of Jesus Christ. I saw a video in the course of the week. Uh, where one, uh, one African top speaker said. If Nigeria wakes up. Africa would be able to wake up. So I believe that the destiny of Africa is at the behest of Nigeria. So I believe that what we are going through now, the protests, the agitations, the demands, is like a woman in contraction about to deliver. It's our prayer that that baby will be delivered safely in the name of Jesus. And then we also pray that the baby and the mother will be alive to enjoy life in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that this week, nobody will be a victim of violence. That um, the, 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 the enemy will not ride on it to slaughter young Nigerians or slaughter anyone, not anymore, in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to look at Psalms 122, the scriptures for the day. Psalms 122 Verse 6 to 8, 
Psalms 122, verse 6 to 8. Please help me with the stage volume and fine tune. Thank you very much. Psalms 122, verse um, 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. This is our own Jerusalem. And that's why we have been praying. I will never stop praying. And this scripture is saying those who really want the progress of their land, they are the ones that will prosper in that land. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Verse 7. Peace be within your walls. Prosperity within your palaces. We want peace. We want progress. We want, we want prosperity. Prosperity means economic, you know, prosperities are thriving. Entrepreneurs are enjoying a, a good environment to do their business. Career people, I mean, that it should so prosper that people will be able to want to leave their nation and work in Nigeria. Many Nigerians are always willing to go and work outside Nigeria, okay? Those nations did not come from heaven. It was people that built those places. So I'm praying that as we prosper in our economy, not just prosper and we have peace, that those from other nations, you know, various, various Easterners and Westerners will come in and, and walk in Nigeria and enjoy peace in the name of Jesus Christ. I can hear your amen if you believe that. Amen. That will be an employer of labor from all over the world. The Chinese man, the Canadian, the American, the Italian will be willing to work in a Ebute Meta, amen? amen? Work in uh, Bida, amen? Work in Ekutikupa because the place is conducive for you to work and earn a good pay. And then when you have staff meetings in your corporations, you have the entire world in your staff. Some Chinese, some Singaporeans, some Congolese, some Americans, and many Nigerians. In the name of Jesus. Verse 8, it says, For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, Peace be within you. People are asking, Why are we even protesting? Why as Christians are we stepping out? This verse is saying, For the sake of your children, my children, for the sake of our families, for the sake of the future, for the sake of the church of Jesus in Nigeria, we must Seek peace. Now, can we have verse 8 in uh, ERV? Verse 8 in ERV, it says, are are you correct? Verse 8, okay. It says, for the good of my family and what? Neighbors, I pray that there will be peace here. Can we have it an amplified classic, AMPC? You know, because what we have here is even beyond prayer. The prayer here is more like, I will take steps for her to experience peace for the sake of my families and neighbors. He says, for my brethren and companions' sake, I will now say, peace within thy walls. Can we have that in NIV? NIV, verse 8. NIV. So we are seeking the peace. We are seeking the progress. We are seeking the transformation. So for the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace within thy walls. Verse 9. Okay, it was verse 9. Verse 9. Verse 9. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek 
your prosperity. Can we have that in Amplified Classic? Verse 9, I will seek. Oh, we, are, we are seeking the progress of our own Jerusalem. Okay, he said, for the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek, inquire for, and require. This is beyond prayers. So we are asking. We are making some demands peacefully, but forcefully, consistently, uh, on a sustainable basis, using all the avenues so that uh, the country, our nation, can be better. When this country gets better, it pays everyone. Glory to God. Faith without works is dead. But we must take steps. Now, when I say take steps, I'm not talking about violence or breaking the law. But we must take steps. The little you can do uh, is to ask and express a feedback to the leadership. But beyond the protest... There must be an ongoing training opportunity for us to be the right citizens. Right citizens, in quote. I said on a platform, I think uh, that's on Friday night, that the leadership of any country is not harvested from other countries. The leadership of a country is harvested from the people. We are senators, house of reps, Governors, wives, they are not imported. They are from our communities, from us. And that is a reflection of us. And I'm also tasking the younger generation, while the protest is on, the demands are on, you must ask yourself, if you get there, are you even ready? Number one. Number two, when you get there, will you be different? I pastored on campus. Many years ago. And, you know, we had friends. And I remember a lot of us, you know, guys and ladies, many complained about their parents. My dad is this. My dad is wicked. My dad does not take care of the family. My dad, my dad. And my mom did this. My mom did that. And it looked like we were going to be better when I get married. Now, several years after, more than 20 years after now, some of those individuals are married. And I began to see some ladies and some men repeating what they complained to me about while we were on campus. In fact, this man is almost worse than his dad now. Some of the ladies are even doing worse than their mother. The way they speak, the way they treat their children, the way they treat life. So I realized that while you are complaining and making a demand, it doesn't really make you better. Except you are intentional about it. Except you are deliberate about it. Many times I pray, I don't want to make the mistakes of my, mom, my, my dad, my parents. Lord, help me, give me wisdom. You've got to be intentional. If the younger generation are not intentional about it, and we push and push, and then you are thrust into leadership, you might be worse than that. So it's time to train up. It's time to train up yourself. Allow the, the Holy Spirit to shape you for the future. Just imagine if today you are the wife of the local government chairman or you are the governor yourself or your relative is appointed. What will you tell them? Because sometimes we are the ones that put pressure on them to steal. And this awareness, have to be, I mean, I've had some time to talk with some politicians and they tell you that sometimes the demand from fellow Nigerians will push you to steal by, by default. When you start hearing statements like, ah, it's our turn. What turn? It's our time. What do you really mean? 
And sometimes when somebody is elected as a relative and we don't see them buy houses, buy vehicles, and you, are, you will gather in family meetings, some of us demonize them. I don't know what is wrong with uncle. It's too slow. What do you mean by it's too slow? It's almost end of four years old. See where he did. Hmm. We must be aware. We must train people for leadership. Our church is working on that seriously. Developing curricula to train people. Uh, one of the presidents of our nation, one of the past presidents of our nation, I looked at him. I realized that he wasn't prepared. Like many of our past leaders, I've, I've never prepared for leadership. The wife was not prepared. Some of us know um, who I'm talking about. And, 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 no, you can laugh, but are you prepared? That if today your husband is called upon on to, to, to handle, are, are you ready? Because he, he was like a deputy governor and then became governor and then vice president and then president. If he was told, if, if they told the wife maybe 15 years ago that your husband will become Nigerian's president, what can you do to prepare for it? What would she say? Nah, no, don't lie to me. My husband, a lecturer. No, nah, nah, I don't want too far. I don't even pray for that. Let him just do well as a lecturer. Are there things she could have done in preparation for that moment, for that season? That is what I'm asking you to start doing now. Because your own moments are just around the corner in business, in career, in government, in entertainment. But when you are there, how will you perform? Training for reigning. Just ask yourself, just like Joseph, if you just called me today, and move me to the palace. What will I say? What will I do? How would my performance be? Then the question you want to ask yourself now is, then what can I do now to prepare for such moments? When you blow, like uh, teenagers say, in music industry or entertainment, and so much money is in your hand, are you going to be doing your own videos differently? Or when you, as a woman, is appointed as a special advisor, what kind of advice will you give? We must be intentional about training people. We must have a vision of a new Nigeria. I know we know things that are not okay. But do we know what should be? Where are we going when you get into university? Just the fact that your aim is graduate, graduation drives you, isn't it? You are in the first year but you're looking at the final year. You go through some challenges, but because, ah, I'm, I want to graduate. You're able to weather the storm because there's something you are aiming at. What are we aiming at? We need national rebirth, vision, ability to see. We have to start crafting how the health sector should be, how the educational sector should be, so that when you get there, you have something you are aiming at. It's very easy for anybody to say the roads are bad. A blind man can understand that. Anybody can diagnose that. But how many can help us craft the vision for the future? If I ask us now, what is the vision of the future? Eh, we want Nigeria to be better. That's very vague. Can we craft it? I am privileged to lecture at um, um, Daystar Leadership Academy. I take the course 
of uh, uh, vision, power of vision, dynamics of vision. And there's this uh, slides that we show uh, to students just to help them see how the nation can be. And I've asked that those slides be ready. I want to show about 25 slides just to help you see what I mean by where are we going? When you know where you are going, it helps your energy. It helps your training. It helps you to remain constant. Uh, if those uh, slides are ready, let's have them, okay? This is, can we see this? Are they on the screens there? Can you imagine if this is low-income housing estate? Not high-income, low-income. So in case you are here, Minister of Housing, future, this is what can happen in, a, in your nation. Low-income housing building. Then what will, ah, okay. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many of us showed in Nigeria? For those watching all over the world, Oshodi is a place, a small town in Lagos that is changing. In 2025, can you see this? Oshodi, 2025. Next, next one, or just public primary school. I love that. So their minister of education, their special advisor to minister of education, this can happen. Not this year like that, but this is where we are going. Okay. Wow. Now you can fix any town there, isn't it? We can have towers like this in Ikotun. We can have towers like this in Bida, in Kotangora, in Abakaliki, everywhere to resolve the housing thing. This can cater for so many things. I was in China some two years ago for a visit, and I saw sprawling towers. And I asked, what is this? It says housing. Because they have, what's the population again? 1.4 billion. So to, hand, to, to cater for that, they needed to do this all over. I, I'm talking about 100-story buildings. Not uh, 25, just sprawling, and people are living in housing with mortgage systems for people to live in. Okay, Lagos can be this beautiful. When, when you are flying in into Lagos in the evening, sometimes you just wonder, what, who did we offend? <laughs> Even during the day, seeing rusted roof. Many of us don't know. Most of those are roofs all over. They are rusted. Evening when you are flying in, oh, you are looking at it. While you are looking at it, boom. <laughs> you just take off your face. The, uh, the, that to, uh, to disenfranchise you, you can put any town there, any city there. Next. Katsina General Hospital. If we have this, many of our leaders would not need to fly abroad for treatment. They can fly to their state while they take care of their business. And they also get treatment. Okay? On Nature Bridge. Okay? Look at residential building in Ibadan. If you, have, if you have this in Ibadan, many people will stay in Ibadan. They might not need to come to Lagos. Lucky risk. Functional resort, anyway. Not uh, by name. Okay. 
Bayelsa. Okay. Educational sector. Proud to be part of the, not the monies we spend sending our children abroad. If we kept it here, it would be a different story entirely. Next, if you can. Health sector. Do you like to visit this hospital? Now listen, I mean, this is even very prophetic. If you're a policeman here, or you're watching, and this is your official car, we will not be protesting now. So we, I'm saying that because even the police or the SARS people, but police, they are not properly treated, in my own estimation, in terms of their remuneration, and uh, I, I hear so many things, and we see so many things. There's a way you're on a job, you're already tensed from the beginning. You're already on the edge. You're not eating, you've not been paid for several months. Where you are living is almost unlivable. You can't be okay. And then you now meet somebody on the road. Open your boot, and the person begins to abuse you immediately. Ah, something will happen. I mean, I, I, I encourage us to, when we are stopped, borrow some sense. I know you have human rights. Human right plus wisdom makes you live longer. I've seen people suffer needlessly. Somebody stops you. Okay, how are you? You're already, what is it? Don't sound like that. There are many is it inside the person. A soft answer turns away wrath. But grievous words stir up what? Anger. I'm not saying uh, the police have excuses for many things that happen, but some others can, can be avoided. When I meet policemen on the way, I greet them. Sometimes I offer them water. And I tell them, oh God, you have been on the road for so long. Ah, you're even sweating. Can you have this water? That's a decent conversation. If you need my documents, I show my documents. I greet you well. Okay. River State. How many people from River State here? Can you just wave? Online, wave. Next. Abundance. Somebody say amen. Abundance. We have the lands, we have everything. Okay? Takwa Bay. Mm -hmm. We have this one. During COVID-19, you can't travel out, but you can travel to Takwa Bay. And have a great vacation. Next. Buruku Estate, Joss. May this happen in Joss. May this happen in Northeast. North Central. Rather than the killings rather than the destruction of towns and villages. If you have this kind of parks, mental health, would, mental health problems will diminish. Places where people can go and just relax as couples, as families, taking some lunch, some snacks, and just think, and allow the Garden of Eden experience. You don't know what you are missing when every place we live is concrete. 
Every landowner wants to build on every square inch. No space from wall. You see the building straight. No, even plants cannot inside that place. Because we want to maximize profit. That's what they call the garden city com- uh, concept. Where you, there's, a, there's a robust mixture of the buildings with, uh, with nature. It helps man to live long. So you find that in the western world, there's always a garden around the house, you know, somewhere. But here, you concrete everything. Wow. If you are on emergency and you arrive here, you will just stand up. <laughs> you will just find that you, you are healed. Somebody say amen. Ah, okay, let's go. Okay, let's go. Yeah, amen. Delta State. Next. Now, I like this one. Keep this one. Nigerian Embassy. That others will queue like this. Like we have been so seed over the decades. I've done it myself. Severally. Line up with your tie. With your files and documents. And you wait on the line. You get there early, 5.30 a.m. For an 11 a.m. appointment. Because we want to go somewhere. May our nation be a place that's desirable to live in. Where others will want to come. No, no matter the obstacle, they want to get the visa. There was a conference in a church in Nigeria some years ago. A top speaker. He sent his American passport to our embassy in their country. And they were waiting for the visa. (laughs) Nigerian visa. And they waited and waited and waited. Guess what happened? They lost the passport. I'm telling you a true story. They couldn't even find the passport. (laughs) As far it evaporated, it raptured, or carelessness, or corruption, or something. He had to get another passport. And then they had to take some extra steps to get the visa from another city in their country. Thank God he was even resilient to come and speak in that church. I won't mention the church, but some of us know the story. If Nigeria has to improve, you and I will need to improve. In vain we build the structures if man unbuilded goes. We must embrace honesty, integrity, transparency. We must place a lot of value on human life. Matthew 25 verse 31, I close with that. Just as a reminder for us, especially as Christians... We are preparing for heaven. I want to go to heaven. I want to make rapture. That is awesome. That is great. Fantastic. But when you get to heaven, there are some questions that God will ask you that should help you to think now. Matthew 25, I think verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the uh, holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Verse 32. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. 
33. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goat on his left. Don't mind the hand, because I'm always bothered when I see left. I'm left-handed, you know. So I get bothered when I see they put goats on the left. But I, I think it's just allegorical, right? I'm really bothered. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you what? Blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Verse 35. For I, you prayed a lot. For you fasted a lot. For I was what? And you gave me food. I was thirsty. And you did what? I was a stranger. And you helped me. Verse 37. Then the righteous will answer him, say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? 38. When did we see you a stranger and we took you in, or naked and we clothed you? 39. Oh, when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? Then the king will answer and say to them, As surely I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to the one least of my brethren, what happened? You did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cast into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in. Uh, naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in Oh, please, please. I was a stranger, you did not take me in, naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. 44. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? 45. Then he will answer them, saying, As surely I said to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least, 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 not everybody you meet of this, you did not do it to me. And this will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. I'm not saying this is what we constitute the uh, wholeness of judgment in eternity, but this is a major part of it. The question is when you see God, will you recognize Him? Because He said, When I was hungry, you said, Ah, when did we see you? Because if us see, if Jesus enters this place now, I don't know how he looks anyway now. But if Jesus enters this place now with his white bed, white bed, robe, and then, and then comes, anybody can do anything for him, isn't it? If he should ask you, can I, can I have your car? You give him your car. I want to eat. You pack all your food. We do that. But he's saying whatever you are doing to others is a reputation of what you are doing to me. This is where we start from. How do you treat your fellow person? What are you doing in life to better the life of others? You can climb it. You can, you can scale it. Feeding. Infrastructure. When, when, when you do your business well and people are employed, you are feeding them. You are clothing them. Can you run your business in a way that many can feed from it? Many can get clothing from it. Many can get education from it. It's beyond just, I gave somebody a derica of rice or some portion of gari or some clothing to wear. You are a governor or you are a leader. 
There are some, there are some things you should put in place, systems that will help people to feed well. The greatest witches that we have are not the ones we purport to be from the villages that appear in the dream or turn into cats and dogs. The greatest witches and wizards that we have are people that have the power to turn lives around for people, but they refuse it because of greed and selfishness. And because of the things they refuse to do, people die on the roads, people die in hospitals. Those are the real wizards. Because more people die in their hands than the woman in the village that is trying to kill anybody. After some years, when they look at your life, what will people say? Would we be happy that you came? Or people will either ease on their inside or bold enough to ease that, ah, not to have come is even better for this person. For all the families here, children, <laughs> when they ask your, maybe for the men, they ask your wife and the children to cast vote whether you should be their father the next age. How would the election turn out? That they call all these children, five children, and say there's election, uh, there's another age coming in the next 20 years. Will you elect this uh, parent, this mother, or this father to become your father again? Nobody will know who, who voted which way, because we have to ask. Out of five, will you have five? We have five, five or five, or two, three, or three, two, or zero. If I come to this world again, and that happens for, for a governor, it happens for if they ask us now to vote here now, how many of us would like to come back as Nigerians? Let's even vote, Seth. Let's try it. If you're under the sound of my voice, especially if you're a Nigerian, and God has come with his power, giving you an option that from 2025, you can come from another nation. Or you can choose to remain in Nigeria. How many of us would love to come back as Nigerians? I see people putting up their hands and they are praying with their hands up. <laughs> that, that settles it. You are praying, you say, Amen, may it be so. You know, you are actually praying. You are coming back by faith. But let's do this. How many of us would not like to come back as Nigerians? Ah. <laughs> How many would not like to come back as Africans? Is it reducing? How many would like to come back as Americans? English people? Very low. It's low because of COVID-19. <laughs> if I asked you three years ago, you would say that. Brazil? <laughs> Afghanistan? So we have Thanksgiving to do. 
Singapore. Okay, how many like to become Chinese? Oh, Canadians. What? Rise up on your feet. What? So there are many Canadians in our church, man. What? So, Lord, thank you for not really giving people the opportunity to choose. Because if you had done that, our Nigeria would just be a space that is just left. We did a prayer early morning. I, I wanted to pray. Lord, make me part of the solution, not part of the problem. It's not enough to complain or even protest. We will protest. We would make demands. But while you are that, because one of the prayers you want to pray is, I want to, be, I want to raise my children better than my own parents raised me. So the same way, Lord, I don't want to be part of the problems. I want to be part of the solution. Like Joseph. Like Dan. Whatever you are, I want to be part of the solution, part of the transformation, part of the reformation. I don't want to be part of the. Can you ask the Holy Spirit to touch you? You know, it was the Holy Spirit that used Joseph, that empowered Daniel. Can you ask the Holy Spirit? I don't know who you are. You are a teenager. You are a younger Nigerian. You are an older Nigerian. Wherever you are, Holy Spirit, precious Holy Spirit, come on me. Use me as a solution provider. Fill me with wisdom. Fill me with favor. Fill me. Empower me to be part of bringing joy, feeding the hungry, quenching the thirst, bringing reforms, bringing complete transformation to where you have placed me. Use me for your glory. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come upon us afresh. We don't want to just complain and, and react and yet we are not doing anything. Father, where we are found, we want to be solution providers. We want to be salt and light indeed. Whatever sector you belong, I'd like you to ask him, don't worry, how will he do it? That's why the Holy Spirit, you know Mary said, how shall this thing be? He said, the, 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 the Holy Ghost will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Can you ask, Holy Spirit, overshadow me. Use me as a, as a new generation, Joseph. Use me as a new generation, Daniel. Use me as a new generation, Deborah. Use me as a new generation, Paul, Peter. That will bring healing. That will bring development. That will bring transformation to my nation. Wherever you are listening to from, please pray that prayer. My God, our God will answer us.
Holy Spirit, come on us. We wait on you. Lord, we wait on you. We wait on you. Come upon everyone under the sound of my voice, including myself. Rest on me afresh for national reformation. For global transformation. Use me as a lady, as a female factor, as a male factor, as a parent, as a single, as a grandmother, as a grandfather. I want to be part of the solutions. Oh, the Holy Ghost is here. He's touching lives. He's breathing upon you. The wisdom. The skillfulness, the ability, we come against the spirit of fear. We break the spirit of fear. We come before you in humility. First to thank you for opportunity to serve you in Christ. And we thank you for the precious Holy Spirit. Our helper, our empower. Today I join with everyone under the sound of my voice. The Holy Spirit, you will come upon us. And raise new generation Daniels. New generation Deborahs, new generation Esthers, new generation Josephs that will transform not just Nigeria but Africa and bring light and bring solutions and bring transformation and joy and development to the lands we reside. We surrender ourselves to you, we enlist ourselves. As those who will be part of the solutions, not worsen the situation. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. <laughs>